Hey, Podcast Brunch Club. A quick thanks to our organizational partners. Lentigua Williams & Company, the production team behind podcasts like Latina to Latina, 70 Million, and Feeling My Flow. Podchaser, the IMDb of podcasts that offers amazing search and list creation. Audioboom, a podcast network featuring funny, inspiring, entertaining, and thought-provoking podcasts. The Venn, which puts out a weekly playlist on the political issues surrounding the 2020 U.S. election. Critical Frequency, an all-women-owned and operated podcast network for independent creators and those who are often overlooked in mainstream media. And Listen Notes, a powerful podcast search engine that also offers list creation. Go find these companies. They are great for both content and discovery, and they support and give back to the listener community. If you're an individual or an organization and you want to support the amazing listener community that is Podcast Brunch Club, think about becoming a supporter. Go to patreon.com slash podcast brunch club. Hi, and welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm Adela, and I'm the founder of Podcast Brunch Club. And I'm Sarah, the chapter leader of the Houston Podcast Brunch Club chapter and the founder of Audible Feast, a podcast review website. So for any new listeners out there, Podcast Brunch Club is like book club, but for podcasts. We have almost 70 in-person groups, also known as chapters, on six continents. I'm the chapter leader of the Chicago chapter, and Sarah heads up the Houston chapter. And I'm really happy to shout out our most recent new additions. We're starting chapters in Louisville, South Bend, Abuja, Nigeria, and London, Ontario. And you can visit podcastbrunchclub.com to get involved in an existing chapter or start your own. And every month we send out a thematic podcast playlist. And then our chapters meet up in person to discuss and probably go off on a tangent and talk about other stuff they're listening to. Our August theme is Secrets, and the list was curated by our chapter leader in Leicester, UK, Becca Bryars. She also hosts a podcast called Multi-Story. You can find the Secrets playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash secrets. One housekeeping note before we begin. As we've said so many times before, PBC is a community effort. Adela started it, but we have so much help from the PBC community at large. And in that vein, you may have heard a few new voices on the podcast recently. We're happy to welcome Stevie Zampanti and Jenna Spinelli to the hosting team for the PBC podcast. They will be interviewing some of the creators we feature moving forward. And Stevie also edits this podcast and is the chapter leader of our Minneapolis chapter. Jenna hosts and produces a podcast called Democracy Works and is one of our chapter leaders of our virtual chapter, which meets by video conference every month. Yep. So let's get down to business. Here's a quick recap of the episodes we listened to this month. We listened to an episode from TED Radio Hour called Keeping Secrets. TED speakers talk about the damage secrets can do and the shifting roles we play when we keep or share them. A family secrets episode called Little White Lie, which is an interview with Lacey Schwartz, who grew up knowing she was different from her family and only only finding out the truth that she was the illegitimate child of her mother and a family friend later in life. The tip-off podcast episode called All the President's Club Men. It was an interview with a reporter that broke a story about the sleazy goings-on of an exclusive fundraising event. And then the showcase podcast episode about secrets from Radiotopia. It's the first episode of a six-episode series about secrets. 
And I should mention that Stevie did interviews with the creators of the tip-off and the showcase secrets, so keep an eye on the feed for those. So Sarah, what did you think about the playlist this month? Well, secrets make me very uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, well, okay. First of all, I had heard the tip off podcast episode before I listened to it, I think around when it came out last year. And I remember just loving it. And I remember specifically, I wrote this down in my, in my Audible Feast website. I wrote a little write up of it at the end of that week, whenever I listened to it. And I, (laughs) I was just looking back at it and I said, my favorite part of the episode was marriage's description of the dress she had to wear to this event. I remember her just being like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is not me. (laughs) But that one was like phenomenal. And I really, really like that show in general because they do an excellent job of kind of making you feel like you're in the story, you know, like it's not, Uh it's not immersive, like some podcasts, like net doesn't have that title or whatever. But for me, I feel very like I'm in it, like with the person and that they do an excellent job of storytelling. No, I mean, no, no surprise. They're journalists, but great, great show. I've always enjoyed that one. And I feel like that's one of those like little underrated ones that people don't know about. And so I was thrilled to see it on the list this time. Yeah, I had never heard of it. And I listened to Stevie's interview with Maeve, who is the host of the podcast. And she recommended another episode called Burnt, which could have also ended up on this playlist because it is definitely about secrets. And that one is excellent. I would highly recommend it. It's about a journalist who gets a tip off about a terrorist, somebody in a terrorist organization who might be willing to talk and, you know, come clean or sort of change his ways and sort of the story that unfolds and everything is not what it seems kind of episode. It was really good. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I didn't mention when I said that Stevie did interviews with Maeve from the tip off and Muhammad from the showcase secrets. I also did, I forgot to mention this, an interview with Frank Warren, who is the, he was the founder of Post Secret. He was featured in the TED Radio Hour um, podcast, which as soon as I heard that Becca chose the theme of secrets, I was like, oh, Post Secret, that totally should, I should talk to Frank Warren. And I was surprised he agreed because he's, yeah, I know. He's amazing. I listened to your interview with him a couple of days ago and I loved it. I thought he was such a interesting person and I don't know, just really unique individual mm-hmm. and has such this kind of like altruistic, lovely way of thinking about these secrets and that, you know, telling them can free you from something, even if no one, yeah. no one that you know ever knows the secret, you know, it remains yeah. a secret, but it's not, lo- it's not like locked inside of you anymore. Had you heard about post secret before? No, I feel oh. like I was living under a rock, but no, oh I have God. not. Yeah, it's amazing. Anybody out there should definitely just go check it out. It's postsecret.com. And it's like a very old school blog. Like it's not super complicated. It's just every week he posts these secrets that he gets mailed to him by postcard. And you know, the thing that I thought was really interesting about what he said was that it's not only necessarily for the teller of the secret that it Mm -hmm. sort of maybe frees them, but it's also for the reader of the secrets because it might make people feel like they're less alone in their thoughts and Mm -hmm. some of the things that they do. I thought that was really interesting. So yeah, I I totally understand that because sometimes perhaps this is, I hear about this more with women than men. Sometimes you just don't want to feel like you're the only one that's ever thought X, Y, Z or so I, that, that resonates with me that 
just knowing that you're not crazy or that you this is right. not a it's that it's knowing that the, you you you're not the only person you're not isolated yeah i also i had not heard family secrets before and Listening to it for the first time, I was thinking, here's another one that I can't believe I missed because it's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. I thought that I, I I liked a story. I was kind of incredulous that this young woman was able to grow up in an environment and a community that nobody ever brought up, that she didn't look anything like her parents. Um, right. I, I, well, it seems I like they know. did. They well, did notice and they did bring it up, but they just sort of like explained it away. Well, I thought she said early on in there, like, you know, it was it was never an issue. It was never, you know, it was not a oh, yeah. it was not a thing. It was just like, you know, and I think she framed it as it was a product of wh where she was growing up that. Right. You know, it was just a more progressive. You just place don't ask and, those types of questions. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. I don't know. I mean, if if I noticed that a child looked different from the parents. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily yeah, what would you be say? like, what's up, what's up with that? I can't you know? think of any appropriate thing that you would say. <laughs> like yeah. I personally would just say nothing because I, that's not appropriate. Like, right. Uh, <laughs> but, but even within the family that they were sort of, you know, she would ask or it would come up and they would explain it away mm -hmm. at, like distant Sicilian grandfather or something. Yeah. I, I also thought in towards the end of that, particular episode she talked about how she had really thought through like who should bring up a secret whether it should be like if it's kind of like this you know mm -hmm. she she waited a long time to talk to her dad right and the dad that she grew up with and you know she talked about whether it was her place to bring it up or whether it was his place to bring it up and yeah. I don't know I thought that was the interesting thing That's to think about too i think we're we're i i would always assume for myself that it would be my place to bring it up but maybe that's not the appropriate thing you know maybe it's i don't know like if i knew if there was some kind of unspoken or like a known secret but you know we just really needed to like get something out in the open or we knew that there was something underlying like especially with a family member i don't know i guess this podcast made me think about like what is really my role if i knew part of it or if mm -hmm. I, I knew that there was a secret, should I even say anything? Mm -hmm. Because maybe it's not my, it, maybe it's just not right. my role to do that. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I have been thinking a lot about what does telling somebody a secret do to the person who's told the secret? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean it in a way that that person who's being told the secret is involved in the secret. Like if my best friend came to me and said, you know, my son is the illegitimate child, you know, I had an affair and it has nothing to do with me. I started thinking about, I mean, that, that has not happened for the record. That has not happened. But if somebody, if something like that happened <laughs> where I was told a secret and the secret has nothing to do with me, I've been thinking a lot about what does that do to the person who is told the secret? Like, how does that affect me as now the person who's sort of responsible for holding that secret and not sharing oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that's a burden. It's sort of shifting the burden. And we we talked a little bit about that at the Chicago Podcast Brunch Club meeting that we had the other day. And somebody was saying that they felt like it's selfish to tell a secret sometimes because what you're doing is you're unburdening yourself and placing the burden at the feet of the next person. Yeah. I think there's also different kinds of secrets that like there are 
things that I know about people or that I shared with that person that they, you know, only like an experience I shared with the person that like, for example, I took someone in college, I took a person, a friend of mine to go get an abortion. And Mm -hmm. like, obviously that person would not want everyone to know that, or, you know, that's totally her thing, but she needed a person to be there with her. And like, I feel very privileged to be able to have that secret with her, you know, that I know, but that's different, right? Like that's an an ask. She's asking you for help. And in the process of asking you for help, she's telling you a secret. Yeah. If somebody's purely just telling you a secret and it's not an ask for help, it's just like, I'm going to tell you this thing. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. That's where I feel like that's wh- where it it's a little bit harder. You know, I'm not saying it, it shouldn't happen. It's just a little bit more nuanced. And it's an interesting thing to think about what that does to the purpose person who now has to hold that secret. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But let's move on to the um the showcase podcast. You had mentioned we talked a little bit beforehand that you remember listening to this episode or this I guess it's weird, right? Showcase was like a thing that they did where they were showcasing different podcasts within one feed. Yeah. And this was, I think, their first one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, second, a second one. The second first one. one was the sound, uh, Ways of Hearing or something like that. Yeah. But this and was we both listened one. to it. We yep. both listened to the Secrets po- uh, feed or whatever. And <laughs> I liked it. And I think you didn't in the very beginning, but you sort of turned around, right? I did. I I remember this was what the I had really liked that first series from Showcase and then the second one. Oh, and I was just really excited in general about the concept of Showcase, like these just kind of like four or five or six episode little you know, mm-hmm. mini series kind of. I, I was really excited about that because Radiotopia always does a great job with having very sound rich stuff and very yes, like well planned out episodes and seasons. And. So, um, but yeah, when I listened to this the first time, I was like, I don't get it. And I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know why I should care about this. And, Mm. but uh, then when I listened to it again, and I think maybe at the time I might've binge listened to it or something. So maybe that was part Mm -hmm. of the issue this time when I listened to it again, I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Um, and I knew I had listened to it before, but I don't know. I guess maybe I was, maybe I'm more sympathetic this, this year than I was last year or something like, (laughs) but yeah, I liked it more this time for sure. Yeah. It's interesting for those of you who hasn't listened to the entire series and it's been a while since I listened to the entire series, but it, it weaves one story through all six episodes, but then in each episode, it still tells the story of a different person. So there's this, this thread throughout all six that tells this longer story, but couched in these episodic stories about secrets. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think he did a good job. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Radiotopia may have done this because they got a ton of submissions when they put out their competition Mm -hmm. that Ear Hustle eventually won. Or maybe it was not that round. I think they've done multiple rounds. But I think that this is their answer to the fact that they couldn't make each one of the submissions that they really, really liked. There was a lot of sort of runners up and they wanted to find a way to feature those podcasts. So they did it. Or maybe even there were submissions that just didn't justify their own podcast feed. And so this was a way to create a podcast feed with these mini series within it. 
and devote some time and resources to it. And I'll I'll just share one last thing about that is that I remember hearing from a source that was reputable, possibly within Radiotopia, I don't remember who, but that Ear Hustle was not actually the favored winner of the of the competition back when they did the competition. The leadership of Radiotopia was sort of thinking that they wanted to go another route. And then they asked their sort of paying members to weigh in. And overwhelmingly, those the paying members who are probably mostly listeners said, no way, like Ear Hustle has to be the one that you do, which and they listened and and they produced it. And now it's look at it now, everything that it is amazing and blah, blah, blah. But what I think is so great about that story is that they listen to listeners like us. And, you know, sometimes leadership, I mean, I'm sure whatever the the favored one was, was great. I'm sure it was. But it's just interesting to think that, you know, there's such a huge, it would have been such a no brainer for some listeners, but I guess up in leadership, because they've probably listened to so many, maybe they couldn't see the forest for the trees, and they needed the listeners to kind of come out and say, no, you need to do this. Well, I'm glad we ended up with Ear Hustle. Yes, for sure. Well, that actually is a nice transition because we want to diverge and talk about other things. And Ear Hustle, I know Sarah left Podcast Movement before she got to hear the keynote from Ear Hustle, but we both went to Podcast Movement and Ear Hustle, what uh, Nigel Poor and Erlon Woods were the the keynote speakers and they were excellent. And I and I actually ran into Nigel Poor at the salad bar that was completely empty. So I was kind of starstruck and didn't know what to say, but sort of blurted something out about how <laughs> impressed I was and made a fool of myself. But at least I said something. So, but yeah, we made it to Podcast Movement. We met up. We met up with Jenna Spinelli. We met up with Shannon Martin from our Shanghai chapter. We met up with a bunch of other really cool people. And this was your first time at Podcast Movement, right? Yes, it was. It was, uh, yep, the first time I've even gone to a conference, like, with that many people, period, anyway. So, yeah, yeah it was... 2,500 people. Big. <laughs> very big. It was in Orlando. Yeah. And it was at a very nice resort. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, I guess I didn't really know totally what to expect. I really liked, if, you ha- if you're interested at all, ever, in going, I think it's probably geared a bit more towards creators. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of vendors and stuff there selling basically anything you can think of related to podcasts, like mics. Puppies too, whatever. they were selling puppies. Yeah, it, there were... <laughs> puppies, there were yes. puppies there. There was lots of, there was free beer and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm sure that was at the same place as the puppies. Um, but, um, but it was cool to meet people that you know, of course, this is a dream, right? For a listener is like meet the people that you hear their voice. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I wish they could be my friend. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then like meet them in person. Whoa, it's like so cool. So <laughs> there were some very cool panelists that I didn't get to meet in person person. Like I didn't shake their hand, but heard them speak. And that was really cool just to kind of see someone off mic. And I will say my opinion is the the people that are the best in those panels are the people that or maybe it's maybe this is kind of vice versa, but maybe it's the best. The people who are the best on their shows are the people who in real life are actually like that. You know, like you mm, like they're authentic. Right? Yeah, they're totally authentic. Yeah. It's not right. like this, like special voice or like special affected way of speaking or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just this is their personality and it just totally comes through. Mm-hmm. So I went to a 
panel with code switch. And that was probably my, one of my favorite moments of podcast movement movement. It was about, I think it was just about reporting on race in, (laughs) in this country, um, in this time. And, you know, it was very honest and open and people asked great questions about, you know, how do you feel as code switch being part of NPR, this kind of bigger, like classically thought of as a super white radio organization? How do you feel being this totally diverse, always talking about race podcast in that bigger scheme? So I don't know. It was just really impressive. Some of the people that I heard were really, really impressive. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I I like I didn't really go to too many of the panels because like you said, it's more for creators. And yes, we create podcasts, but that's not the main thing. We're more we both more come at it it from the listener side. So I was just wanted to meet people and talk to people and connect with people because that's what I'm all about. But I really enjoyed it. And there's a number of other conferences coming up like sound education that I'm really hoping to maybe go to we'll see if I can swing it. It um, in Boston, it's all about using audio and education, which merges my two passions. And I know that she podcasts is coming up. It's their first podcast conference. But we don't want to go too down the creator rabbit hole because we know you guys are all listeners. So I'm going to ask Sarah, what are you listening to lately? What should we be listening to? Well, I have been pretty excited about this new podcast called Land of the Giants, which is about giant, giant businesses. And the first season is about Amazon and about how they, the existence of that business impacts the community. And so that could be like consumers directly, or it could be, you know, there's a few episodes in this season so far about the Amazon distribution centers and how, what happens like when they open up, how many rope, I mean, what's the robot impact on the workforce? How do the people feel about robots? Uh, Mm. What happens when a distribution center closes? And then you have this like giant million square foot property that no one in the world could possibly use, maybe Walmart, but I don't know. It's just really, I mean, it's, (laughs) it'll make you feel jaded about Amazon for sure, but if you're not already, (laughs) but. um, And they're going to do them like mini series, right? So I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's not just about Amazon. Yeah, like Google or whatever. Yeah, I'm. it's good. So that's been eye-opening for me. I also have been listening to with much internal ethical anguish. I've been listening to Room 20, which I don't know if this is getting a lot of press or not, but... I, don't, I haven't heard it's of it. This, oh, you haven't? It's about this no. reporter who... I don't really understand why this happens in the beginning, but she starts visiting this man who's an undocumented person and he's been like unconscious or like semi-conscious. Like, I guess sometimes he smiles, but he's kind of like in this like semi-vegetative state and his name is 66 Garage (laughs) and Mm -hmm. he's named that because that is the... I believe it, that was the like the first place that they or the, where they took his his vehicle or something after he was in a car wreck and they didn't know what his name was. So they just called him 66 Garage. <laughs> so he had this name for many, many years. And so she starts investigating like, well, who is this person? And like he's just sitting in like a, you know, a care facility, long term care facility. 
And I don't know, it's, I'm listening to it. It's like one of those things, like you can't stop listening because it's, you want to kind of hear like what's going on for me, at least Mm -hmm. that's how I feel. But at the same time, I think it's really weird that (laughs) this person decided to just go start visiting a random stranger who doesn't even have a real name. And I don't know what the motivation Mm -hmm. is for why she wanted to do this. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, who and she and she records herself talking to him for the first time and she she I mean this is this has been reported already so this is not saying anything breaking here but she talks to him like a baby and she even talks about that on the show how she she feels uncomfortable and she doesn't know how to talk to him and she knows she's talking to him like he's a baby and it's just I, I wouldn't have included so that audio because it's really really creepy <laughs> so creepy. Yeah. so it's like it's interesting. I'm curious if anyone's listening and they have listened to it, like, what do you think about it? Because it has kind of like, if you go onto the reviews on Apple podcasts, it has kind of mixed reviews. Um, yeah. Generally positive, but oh, it's a weird one. It's weird. Well, somebody, you should share your email address in case anybody does want to share their thoughts. Oh yeah. You can email me at audiblefeast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Definitely do it because I want to hear, because I, ooh, I'm like, I want to talk to people about this. This is what I need podcast brunch club for is mm-hmm. I want to ask people, oh my gosh, have you listened to this? Because oh, I just want to like process how I feel about it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Any others on your list? I also, I just heard today about this show 1619, which is about the origins of slavery and here in the U.S. And it's hosted by Nicole Hannah-Jones. So stop right there. I would listen to it. Like she's Mm -hmm. so articulate and great, great, great. So I cannot wait to listen to that. I'm going to, I have the first episode on my playlist today. Awesome. What about you? Um... I can't say that I've been listening to a ton of new stuff lately. I've kind of just fallen back on my old stuff just because I have so much backlog that I feel I feel really guilty about not being up to date on the ones that I subscribe to. And I subscribe to so many that it then is overwhelming to subscribe to more. I will give a podcast like one cho- one chance. And if I don't like it, I won't subscribe, but ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, exactly. Shannon from our Shanghai chapter actually recommended Unravel Storytelling, which is sort of kind of like a storytelling podcast from almost a little bit like the moth from China, but from perspectives from China, um, which I listened to one episode and I liked. So I did that. And then Podacy, which was is an app that was started by our chapter leaders in Vancouver, they, uh, it's a social sharing app, like around podcasts, and you can share your thoughts on podcasts and, and interact with other listeners. They asked me to put together a playlist and you helped me Sarah a lot on for women's equality day yesterday, which was well, like my favorite yesterday. topic. Like I, this was so easy for me. This was so easy. Yeah. You just like, like damn. episodes. It's I like know it was topic. crazy. <laughs> You did. Yeah, you just were like, bam, 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 all these ones. And I was like, dang, okay. So I put together a playlist called the struggle for women's equality in all aspects of life. And obviously, with Sarah's help. So I would go and check that out at Podacy. That's P-O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y dot F-M. And they are a new organizational partner. So huge thank you to them for that. And yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been spending my time with lately. Hopefully you'll get some more stuff on your list. I know you've been moving, so that's part yes, of why you're moving, moving between two houses. So that's uh, definitely 
takes up a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. Don't have time to sit and like absorb something. Right. All right. Well, um, we hope you enjoyed our pontifications on podcast movement and definitely tell me what you think about room 20. Um, We will be coming to your feed soon with more interviews with the creators of our shows on the playlists. And you can certainly please do get in touch with us anytime through the podcast brunch club or audible feast websites. Happy listening. Hey, Steve here from the Minneapolis PBC with a few credits. First off, please rate and review our podcast on your podcast player of choice. The music you heard today is downloaded from freemusicarchive.org, and this episode featured music from Chad Crouch with their song Rainbow. The ad music at the top of the show is from Ms. Algana with their song Paradise. Podcast Brunch Club is organized by a woman I can't praise enough, Adela. Sarah Da Silva is our other podcast host, the leader of the Houston chapter of PBC, and the founder of Audible Feast. Thanks to Jenna Spinelli, leader of our online PBC chapter. She also writes many articles for the PBC website. Check them out. And thanks to Pia Piscatelli for all her hard work on our social media feeds. Lastly, audio editing is done by me, Steve Zampanti. You can connect with me on my website, conceptualpodcasting.com. Thanks, and happy listening. <laughs>